All right, welcome everyone. Episode 19 of Movie Time with Ange and Ari. Before we get into the episode today, um, Ariana and I were, were talking recently and we we're really looking to maybe get more involved in the, the small businesses in, in Buffalo um, and around us and the people we know, uh, the startups, you know, the Instagram shops, the Etsy shops. Um, so we're going to start, you know, looking out for, um, for promotion uh, opportunities uh, around you know the community and you know with our friends and relatives and uh, first on on this episode uh, I have a you know good friend Danielle Singer um, who started her own little side business um, the kind of side hustle uh, hobby uh, she's got a cricket machine uh, that she uses to make custom uh, gifts designs uh, clothings items basically you know uh, whatever you're looking for. Uh, she might be able to do it. Um, she's got her own Instagram uh, account, Styles by Sing. Uh, we're going to put the, that information in the description uh, in the bio. Please check it out. The holiday season's coming up. I think it would be a great uh, opportunity for you to get a gift for a loved one, for you know friends, family, you know whoever in your life that's someone special. Um, check it out. She can do you know bills themed, savers themed, you know bachelorette parties. Uh, bachelor parties, you know, whatever you're looking for, um, check her out. And without further ado, let's get into the rest of the episode. Morals for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Lady Bird. You want to know how I got these scars? I... I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have s such doubts. <laughs> Yeah, let's get into uh, the episode for this week. We've got the Prisoner of Azkaban review uh, <laughs> that I'm excited for. Uh, but first, we're going to continue with our quest to uh, kind of give you guys uh, an insight into our tastes and what we like, what we don't like. And we're going to talk about our top five favorite female actors and their roles, I guess, that are our favorite roles yeah. with them in it. Um, again, it's ranked five to one. Ariana, you can go first. You might be surprised by this one, but I was thinking about this, and I put Kate Winslet as number five for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Kate Winslet? Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Well, kind of. I mean, I know you don't like love her. But... I, didn't, I, just, I guess I just never really realized that I had seen her in like a few things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to pick, honestly. You're, once I was really thinking about this, it is hard to pick. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick. Um. But uh, let I mean I'm a little surprised that you put it on the list. But five is I mean Kate Winslet's a fucking star. It's my list. All right, my number five <laughs> again. I think I said this for the top five male actors. It's really hard. These lists are very hard. Like I felt like I was missing, losing losing out on somebody. But my number five is Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> okay, it's a <laughs> in a beautiful pick. mind. Um, she's just like the most gorgeous woman in Hollywood, and I think she's a good actress. But I mean. An absolutely stunning woman. So really, uh, but, just ranking based on hotness? <laughs> no, no. Um, but she's. Uh, I mean, if you're in Hollywood, you're most ninety nine percent chance you're most likely like attractive in some way. 
Possibly. I mean, we've got our. Uh, we've got some people. We've got our Steve Buscemi's and our. <laughs> yeah, Steve and Buscemi. And our Willem Dafoe, who is, I think, attractive. But well, not, people think, well, yeah, people actually think he's like good, good looking. Yeah. Um, all right, that's my number five. Okay, I put for number four, I did Viola Davis. Um, I knew you were going to put Viola Davis. But I didn't pick her for a movie. I actually picked her for like a very random role <laughs> in uh, The United States of Terra, which is like a, a series with Tony Collette. And she plays this character called Linda P. Frazier, who's like this grifter artist who, I don't know, she just has like a really good monologue in it. And that was kind of the first time I really started paying attention to her. I obviously love her in How to Get Away with Murder. That's a really stupid show, but she has the gravitas to make it like very compelling. She was great in doubt for the small part that she was in it. And yeah, she's pretty much a hard, like anything that she's in, I'm going to watch. So. I'm getting frustrated with your flaunting of the rules. Why? I mean, pick her in a movie. Because I, I had somebody who I want to pick on here who's been in like one movie. I'm like, she's like mostly known for TV. So I didn't pick her. <sighs> At least give her, I mean, fine. But you keep doing that. Okay. It's one for Jude Law and this for Viola Davis. The rest of mine are movies. So... You didn't like him as Lemony Snicket? <laughs> no, I actually liked him as Young Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, my number four is Kate Blanchett, uh, Benjamin Button. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen Benjamin her. Button. I haven't seen her in her like amazing roles. I've seen her in Lord of the Rings. I've seen her in Benjamin Button. I've seen her in like Thor. Ragnarok. You'll see her in Carol. And, uh, very I want to see Carol and Blue Jasmine. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I always get confused with Blue, Blue Velvet. Yes, yeah. Yes, I think yes. it's Blue I think Jasmine. It's Blue Jasmine. But I, I, I love her. Like as an actress, she's great. Uh, I, I saw her in Ocean Eight, Oceans Eight too. Like the the all female Oceans. She was fine with that movie. Was just like bleh, but yeah. she's good in it. Okay. Uh, I have number three, Meryl Streep, and it was a toss up between Doubt and The Devil Wears Prada for me. Okay. My number three is Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did doubt for her. It was also kind of a toss-up. That was the second role I thought of her in uh, was um, A Devil Wears Prada. I want to see Kramer versus Kramer. Have you seen that? That's like no. the movie she won the Oscar for in like no, the haven't. 80s, 90s. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's my number three. My number two is Kate Blanchett. Okay, I know and for her role in Carol, <laughs> which we just, but we're going to do that soon, hopefully mm. for the holiday season, so. My number two is Sears Ronan, mm. Lady Bird. Okay. Well, my number one is <laughs> Sears Ronan for Lady Bird. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I will watch any movie she's in. She is the best. She's also so young, and she's going to be in so many movies. She is great. <laughs> um, my number one is Kate Winslet, the reader slash Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, I just love her. I think she's like, she can't be, she can't be stopped. Oh, also Revolutionary Road, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to throw three movies in the mix, but yeah, Revolutionary Road. Interesting. That's an Some honorable mentions. Yeah, I was going to say Rooney Mara. She's like a very weird uh, actress. She's been in her. She's been in, what's that one where she's, uh, <laughs> where she kills Channing Tatum with the pills? Oh. Uh, Wait, it's Jude Law on that too. Okay, this is, is I think he? he plays the doctor. I, I saw that in theaters. What is that called? I can't S- remember. Side effects. Side effects. Okay, so, and, and then in um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which you I haven't, haven't seen, seen it, but no. she's really amazing in that. I put Tessa Thompson um, Interesting. Charlize Theron. Not a big Charlize. Have you seen old. Atomic Blonde though? No. That's amazing. And I haven't seen Mad Max. And then there Julianne Moore. I love Julianne Moore. Oh, forgot about Julianne Moore. Uh, I had Julia Louis Dreyfus as like True. as a as an auto, but she's so known for like TV, and she's in this one movie with James Gandolfini called Enough Said that I like. <laughs> um, but so I was like, oh, maybe I could just put her on the list, but I decided not to. Um, I think that was 
pretty much it for my honorable mentions. Yeah, there's so many actresses I've seen where I'm like, oh, I've seen one of their movies and I like them. There's like, I can name that many. so many. Of... Yeah, and there's also not. I try to pick somebody who I like in multiple roles. Yeah. Um, but like Kate, like Kate Blanchett, like her only serious, serious role. I guess Lord of the Rings is serious, but she's like, good in Lord of the Rings. Uh, she's not. She's not a main focal point though. Benjamin Button, I just like her and Brad Pitt's chemistry in that. I would I put know. Liv Tyler on there too, just because. Ugh, no. <laughs> That's more personal. <laughs> the bias, uh, the scene in Armageddon where Ben Affleck puts the he animal cracker down her pants. Assaults her with animal crackers. <laughs> yeah, I, that traumatized me as a child. Um, all right. Well, that will conclude our rankings episode for our ranking segment of this episode. I don't know what we're going to do next Thursday, but we'll we'll talk about <laughs> well, it. Well, I don't know. Oh, no, we want to do least favorites. Yeah, we should do least yeah. favorites, but. Yeah, let's, let's, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot. Well, I also would like to do favorite directors, though. Okay, you want to do favorite directors before we go into least favorite? Yeah, we could do favorite directors. Right, I'm not a big like director buff, so I'm going to have to look up the movies that yeah. I like. And then I feel like you, well, I know one. Mm-hmm. Scorsese. Scorsese. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely Scorsese is going to be on there. I think I could pick another one, but all right. So yeah, well, maybe we'll do that next week. Um, but let's get into Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban review. Um... <laughs> Before before I started this, this, I thought I was gonna like maybe turn a new leaf on this movie, but after watching <laughs> watching again, I don't think I'm going to. But um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is a 2004 fantasy film directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Um, its story follows Harry Potter's third year at Hogwarts as he is informed that a prisoner named Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban and intends to kill him. Uh, you can you'll know this by the multiple shots of him screaming in the newspaper. <laughs> that stupid newspaper um, shot. <laughs> it marked a notable change in the franchise's tone and directorial style. Uh, no shit, and is uh, often considered by critics and fans alike to be one of the best Harry Potter films. Yeah, that's what was on Wikipedia, and I gotta say, who are these people? Yeah, there's people out there. They're out there. Shout out Sarah. You're probably not listening, but she's one of them. Uh, and Sarah's dad, apparently. Um, so, so let's get in the movie. You start out. As I feel like the first two started out, uh, Harry's in uh, on Privet Drive in, in his bedroom practicing the Lumos spell, mm-hmm. which complete contradiction to the following scene where he's not allowed to use magic outside of Hogwarts, but can use the Lumos spell. Maybe Lumos doesn't count, No, though. it counts. It all counts. <laughs> when you're under 17, you There's can't a lot of logic magic. in this specific yeah. movie that doesn't make sense. So he's pra- practicing the spell. I mean, no big deal. Um, and then Aunt Marge is coming to town. So Aunt Marge is Uncle uh, Vernon's sister, real jackass, you know, snaps at Harry being a huge asshole. She starts just insulting his parents, like saying that she was a, like, something's wrong with the bitch. Something's wrong with the pups is what she says about Harry's uh, mom. And then uh, Harry gets really mad, blows her up. She flies away. Now, this does seem another point for J.K. Rowling hating fat people. <laughs> she blows her up. <laughs> yeah, but she gets like yeah. aggressively fatter and she's already like heavy. So I'm just thinking yeah. about that. Um, she was very dis- like when she was blown up full weight. She was know, very disturbing that. looking. I hate that scene. Yeah. I like don't like. I don't like that. <laughs> and her scene. pearls like flying off, and it's just gross. And this is where I first like felt like Dana Radcliffe as an actor. Like he was, he's just developing like a little bit of a personality. Like he's growing as an actor. Mm-hmm. I felt in this movie, um, like he's got a little bit of like a sar- sarcasm, and maybe it was a script too. But I thought. It was a little bit better for him. The script was full of comedic takes. Oh, no, yeah, we'll and get to we'll that. we'll talk about that. Yeah. But. Um, so after that, um, Harry's got to run away. Uh, so he leaves with his with his you know suitcase. He sees this huge black dog in like, the bushes, then it kind of goes away, and the night bus arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
the night bus comes. I think okay, you. I think they did a good job casting Stan Shunpike in terms of the uh, the book book to uh, movie, like the way he looks, the way he acts, his face is all like kind of gross looking. I thought I, they did a good job casting him, but like they also really, I noticed how many things that they really underplayed in this in this movie, like that were prevalent in the book. Like, wasn't there like a longer? I feel like the intro of oh, the, the night bus scene. Yeah, wasn't night that bus longer? scene? I think was a little bit longer. Yeah, but like, what are you gonna do in the? I mean, what are you gonna do? Okay, in the we night have bus? to talk about the. Oh, <laughs> wait, stop. Okay, so so he comes on the fucking bus, okay? <laughs> and night bus is cool, just in general. It's like a triple decker and, you know, it's got beds and shit. And um, he starts learning about Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. So, like, Stan Shunpike's Sun- got a uh, paper and he asks about it and basically finds out that Sirius Black is the first person to get out of Azkaban. <laughs> Um, so like I wrote this down, Sirius Black screaming in the newspaper, completely out of character, which it is. Like he's not an actual murderer. Yeah. I think they were just trying to play out the Well, fact he probably they... did go a little bit crazy from being in there. Maybe, but like scream yeah. yeah, it also doesn't make so... sense in the scene in the in the beginning scene of the Shrieking Shack either. So we could talk about Yeah, that. no, yeah, right. No. Um so then they're going to London Leaky College in London, and that's when you get your first fucking view of the shrunken head. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad when the shrunken head was came onto the fucking screen. <laughs> Mind your head. It's very um questionable. He, he it's like Jamaican accents. <laughs> yeah, dreads. it's vaguely racist and questionable. Vaguely, vaguely. I read like, I was reading about it because I was like, does anyone say anything about this? And people were like, it was completely unnecessary it was and racist. So weird. And like, okay, I remember we had the DVDs, right? Yeah. And I used like I was watching <laughs> I'd watch the behind the scenes, the extras. I think and I they, remember this. And like they they use like the shrunken heads were like asking the the cast wait questions. i remember wait was it like guiding the behind the scenes yes the narrator? it was so creepy i'm like if i was somebody who had to interact with this fucking shrunken head i want to kill myself that's where i had the it was interesting because now that i'm actually like thinking about the movie as like you don't really think about these as like cinematic pieces in a sense you're really just there for the story yeah and so now that i was like oh yeah these have directors i was like oh i noticed that there's a different director with this oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's a Chris- huge difference christopher columbus was the first two and then alfonso Cuarón. this one it's very whimsical it's a lot of whimsical. It's very the comedic is not the, good. Con, the comedic energy in this is not good. No. So uh Harry gets to the Leaky Cauldron. Um he has a meeting with Fudge, the Minister of Magic, because obviously magic is illegal to use on March. He basically gets let, let off easy. Um and then he also meets up with Ron and Hermione, and Arthur Weasley pulls him aside to say, Hey, uh Sirius Black, he was a supporter of Voldemort. You gotta watch watch out this year. Don't like do anything stupid. We also meet Crookshanks, who's chasing after Scabbers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Hermione's cat. Um, like, okay, here's a couple. Th- you know what's really always really creepy is the Monster Book of Monsters. Yeah, that's very creepy too. Um, and like another like like another example of like a whimsical thing was like the the housekeeping where she co- <sighs> yeah. where she knocks on the door and it like roars at her. She's like, "I'll oh, come back later." It's like. That's not fun. Like, I don't know. It, just... it wasn't funny, but it really made me think about even like the lighting I felt like of Harry. The first and second Harry Potter had a had a similar lighting. It was very golden. Does that make sense? Yeah. Darker, warmer. Yeah. And then this movie just felt like just completely different. Yeah. And I was just like, stop. Maybe. Um, so then we get to the uh, the train uh, to Hogwarts. Dementors raid the train. Harry faints. Uh, and and the the um, voice that's supposed to be Lily screaming Harry, mm-hmm. it's played like five times throughout this movie. It's <laughs> so bad. I just first of all, I just don't understand. So 
Lupin is just casually sleeping under a coat, and then Hermione yeah. and Ron just don't. But I think that happens in the book. Like that's pretty yeah. spot on. But I mean, do they not notice when Harry's passing out? <laughs> I I don't know what happened. I mean, we don't know. Um, and then Lupin casts a Patronus, which is you know the charm that repels Dementors. He saves the day. Um, I did dig the visuals in this scene. I thought it was pretty. Yeah. Pretty cool when they were showing the outside of the train. It was very dark, ominous, the the, the cold and the ice and don't stuff. Don't the Dementors, they don't really look like they should look? I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't really Why do I feel like I had a particular the problem soul with The soul-sucking is very weird. <laughs> like, the way it looks in the camera. I don't camp, think they, they have it. faces. That's the thing. No, they, they're not. But in they the movie, they kind of do, They kind of have, like, a mouth. Yeah, they have, like, yeah. a skull and a mouth, kind of. Um, so then we, I just wrote this, the choir scene. You should join the choir. I, I, I just said, I hate the fucking wizard uh, they're choir. They're carrying frogs. And the damn frogs. Like, what the uh, fuck? And then Flitwick cute. is also the conductor of it. Uh, another stupid whimsical thing that we had to add. Um, don't so, make don't make it sound like whimsical is bad. It's just the use of... I wouldn't even characterize it as whimsical. I'd call it, I'd call it it's like ham-fisted comedy. comic relief. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then we have the opening feast. We learn that Hagrid is taking over as professor... Uh, and new why Dumbledore. the de- huh? I said new Dumbledore. New Dumb. Oh yeah, well, I'm gonna get to that. Uh, and then why the Dementors are basically patrolling Hogwarts is because of Sirius Black, uh, and the Minister is basically making them uh, have the the Dementors there. And then we get the first introduction to new Dumbledore. And my first thing is like we can actually hear him talk. <laughs> Zesty. <laughs> I I liked him. I mean, he's a little we- his his. I think the script was a little weird for what he was saying. Like a couple, he had a couple weird quotes. Um, yeah. later but i think it was good he like, barely is in this movie nah, he's not so. his his introduction is more in like the fourth the fourth movie i think uh and then we've got the new fat lady in the portrait another where another. i was just like okay <laughs> she's so bad she keeps she keeps singing and it's like we didn't need the fat lady to be a a fixture i this- guess because she runs away and later but like this just goes back to the naming of everything in this. The, the fat, fat lady, lady portrait. <laughs> like everything is the most elementary naming. The mirror of Erised. The, fa- the remember all. The, the remember ball. Um, and then this stupid scene when they're in the dorm. Okay, I knew you were going to hate this. And they eat this. the candies that make them like make animal sounds. Like what, what the point of these scenes to show that they're like, oh, little. They're paling around. Yeah. And then they have a lot of transition scenes with like the willow, the whomping willow. Yeah. This movie was too long and they, they could have cut out. Yeah. That, like that scene could have been cut out easily. The fucking fat lady scene where she's singing could have been cut out. Um, so let me get the first divination class. Um, Trelawney, uh, she sees the Grim, which is like the omen of death in the tea leaves. We get introduced to Buckbeak uh, at Hagrid's class. Uh, Harry rides it. Hagrid and then is so cute. Malfoy gets attacked. I love Emma Thompson playing Trelawney. That's Emma Thompson? Yeah. Oh my God. She's I never great. Knew I mean, that. I just love her. So, yeah. Um, and I kind of hate the hippogriff. I don't know. Why? Buckbeak I don't know. I like Buckbeak in the books, but I, don't, I just don't like the looks of him. He's kind of creepy. Um, nothing really of consequence happens they, there. They underplay Hagrid's role as a teacher in this too, though. There was a lot of There's a lot problems. of it in the book. Yeah, yeah. In, the fifth, in the fifth book too. Um, so then I think they're in like the Great Hall and we find out Sirius Black was sighted near Hogwarts. And we, then we get our first defense against the dark arts class. So Lupin's the new teacher. He sees uh, they're doing Bogart uh, lesson, which is basically a, a creature in like a chest that turns into your worst fear. So the class faces the Bogart. Harry sees a Dementor, and um, I like this scene a little bit, but also like I hate 
like the music in the background, like Lupin put on. Like, have you seen the um, the TikTok of that girl who's changing her outfits with the music? No, it's it's based on that scene. I don't oh, know okay. if you've seen that, but I like the scene. I I wish they could have done more if they were going to show the fears. Yeah, they should have because it'd have been cool. But like, why did Parvati change sh- it into something creepy? It, so she had a snake <laughs> as her. So she looks in the she looks in the bogger and a snake comes up. As like her worst fear, and then she sees like this creepy ass Jack in the box, which is like way, way worse, worse than Snake. Yeah, uh, that was supposed to be funny to her. Um, what about Alan Rickman and Grandma Drag? Yeah, hot <laughs> Alan Rickman looking good in the uh, in the he, Grandma outfit. He's just in, even in his he has so much presence in his even like really nothing when he moments. Say anything, yeah, in this movie there's so many so things good. where I was obsessed with him. He's so good. Um, so. The dementia shows up, and Harry's like Lupin doesn't want. Lupin thought it was gonna be Voldemort who showed up, but like he stopped it from happening and kind of ended the lesson early. Uh, then we have our our first Hogme- Hogsmeade trip, but Harry can't go um, because well, he never got the note signed. Aren't you? Yeah, know. but isn't this when um, the fat lady's portrait gets ripped she, up? That, That's it's after. Coming up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he can't go to Hogsmeade because he couldn't get the note signed. Uh, we learned that Lupin kind of had an affiliation, well, had a very close affiliation to Harry's parents, and then the fat lady gets attacked. So <laughs> I just wrote, this is where I wrote, the fat lady is so bad, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so they find her. They basically find out that Sirius Black attacked her, uh, and the, the castle goes on uh, lockdown. W- wasn't there a whole thing in the books where it was like a knight in the... Sir Cadogan. Is that in the third? N- yes, it's okay, in the third. I just didn't have that. it. I mean... It's okay. It's not necessary, no. but I do remember. He was that. funny. Like he's he's more of like a yeah. He's more like comic relief too. Um, then we have our first class with Snape, but he's taking over the defense against the dark arts class, and this is the classic <laughs> turn to page three hundred and ninety four. I think they were playing that in all the trailers. I remember when it was mm-hmm. coming out. Um, and he teaches about werewolves, and uh, then we have the. Uh, <laughs> I wrote one of his quotes. Um, <laughs> So like he's asking a question in her mind. He's got her hand raised and he's like, no one, no one. How disappointing. And then like she like answers anyway. He's like, do you like being an insufferable know-it-all? I like that he drags Hermione. Oh, yeah, me too. And I had a question about I want to see more potions classes. Why don't we see more Snape? There was a lot cool of cool potion class scenes in the books that they should have definitely done more of because they were interesting. Um so then we have the the, fir- the only Quidditch match in the scene, which I'm sure Ariana was happy but about. The rude drawing of the little animation of Malfoy that Malfoy gives oh. to Potter. <laughs> he drew, yeah, he drew like a little doodle a that, of had, of that Harry had Harry getting like struck by lightning. Um, so Dementors enter the Quidditch field. Uh, Harry falls off his broom. His broom gets destroyed. And then this is when Harry approaches Lupin and Lupin agrees to teach him how to defend against the Dementors. Um Nothing really to say about the Quidditch scene. I mean, this is just another. Yeah, yeah it was barely scene. anything. It was a very quick scene, uh, and then we have the the introduction of the Marauders map. So Fred and George, they've got the Marauders map. It's a map that shows basically where everyone is in the castle and their names, and he, it has some secret passages to uh, Hogsmeade, so Harry can go when he doesn't have his uh, note signed, and. They make Fred and George speak in unison way too much. <laughs> we get it. They're twins. But <laughs> there's a <laughs> mischief manage. We had to say everything. They probably had five lines just well, in that one comedic. scene. It's comedic. It's very comedic. <laughs> um, so 
then uh, so Harry sneaks into Hogsmeade. He sees Fudge and like Hagrid and, and McGonagall Rose and Rosemerta um, going in there talking about basically Harry. And he sneaks in there with the invisibility cloak and he learns that um, Sirius betrayed his parents the night that they died and he's uh, Harry's Did you godfather. you notice that there was more shrunken heads in the... I was going to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so he walks into the pub or Her- Hermione and Ron try to get into the pub after Harry walks in with his invisibility cloak. And of course, <laughs> we had to have some more shrunken heads at the door. <laughs> you can't get in here, man. <laughs> like what? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Um, so Harry storms off because he's all sad. And um, he's a terrible fake crier. That part was really bad. Oh, wait, no, but before that. So when Harry's in his visibility cloak and he's walking out of the village, he runs over a <laughs> choir of little people. What? Like like little people. Yeah. Like, runs them over. <laughs> I didn't notice that. What was the point of <laughs> placement? He's angry. Um I just, yeah, whatever. Okay. So then they get was like the scene where like they're at the top of the hill near the shrieking shack and he's like crying and the fake crying is awful and his emotion isn't very good. And he's, and then it's like, he was that friend. He was that friend. <laughs> he just Not a tear was shed <laughs> during that. <laughs> These sniffles were there, but there were no tears. Um, so let me get into the first Dementor practice with Lupin and Harry. Um, he learns about the Patronus charm. Uh, you basically have to think about a happy memory and then cast the spell and it like repels the. You is this before the Hagrid? Yes. Oh, it is. Why am I? I okay, got maybe this. My I've notes got are, this okay, maybe out, my notes okay? are bad. Um. So, uh, he's got to think a happy memory. I think he like gets it the second time or whatever. Which, like, so he's teaching him the Patronus charm, Lupin. He's like, okay, just say the words. Now you're ready. Yeah. I hate that. And that's like the way it is in every class is like, okay, say expect the Patrocum. Oh, you ready for the Dementor? Well, <laughs> like it was a met... Dementor light. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a boggart. Um, but still, it just I don't know. Um also how does that make sense? Because it's a boggart. So why would the Patronus charm affect a, a, I don't know. a Dementor well, boggart? Because that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And also the thing about his memory, I was very confused about he was like, My parents were talking to me. I'm like, okay. Okay, he's what? like it's happy but it's not happy <coughs> but it is happy yeah my parents were talking to me um so then i think we have like a quick scene where ron thinks that crookshanks killed scabbers because we can't find him he's mm-hmm. like lost and then we find out that buckbeak is sentenced to death because of his attack on Malfoy. <laughs> poor hagrid his his thighs in the lake. He had his, got, it's like the first time you see his legs in the series. <laughs> well, and the thing I thought about is like you never hear about him as a teacher again after this, pretty much, right? No, he, fifth, does he fifth. does he teach in the fifth movie though? Uh, he should, but I, no, I, I'm thinking of fourth. Sorry, fourth book. Fourth book. He's got those big ass crabs or those lobsters. Mm, remember those? Yeah, but and they were in the the maze in the book. Yeah, they, I think they neglect the classes in these movies. Well, they oh yeah, definitely. Um. I think we got the first the first um, Pettigrew kind of like sighting where Harry sees him on the map. So he's got the Marauders map, and he sees Pettigrew, who he had heard overheard in the Fudge meeting that Sirius Black killed Pettigrew mm-hmm. back like 13 years ago. So he's like, "How is that happening?" So he takes out his map, walks around, investigates. Snape and Lupin find him. Lupin takes the map. Um, why didn't he just have his invisibility cloak on for that? <laughs> I don't know. Snape um, also. I like when Snape gets sassed by yeah. the by the portraits. <laughs> Out for a little walk in the <laughs> moonlight. 
to Lupin. Yeah, no, I like that he just keeps trying to <laughs> expose Lupin so hard. Um, so then I think we have the second divination class. And this is when Trelawney is like possessed and she tells Harry that someone's coming back to basically kill somebody. It's serious. But mm-hmm. um, also like there's a part where like Harry's looking into the globe and he just sees Sirius's face going, Harry. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just very Wasn't strange. Wasn't the Grim a huge motif in this book though? Yeah, but but it is in this, but like in the in the Quidditch scene, it's in the clouds. Kind of, yeah, like very I briefly. They I mean, it was way bigger it, in yeah. the it was way bigger in the books. I think they like harped on it a lot. Um, so then uh, we got the Hermione punch. I mean, it's not really a scene, but it's very quick. Yeah. Basically, she just punches Malfoy in the face. Uh, but it was I remember it was a big it was a big deal yeah. when it came out. Uh, and they're they're basically going to watch the Buckbeak execution. Um, they find Scabbers. Buckbeak is executed. Scabbers then bites like Ron's hand and then runs in the Whomping Willow. And then, of course, Harry and um, Harry and Hermione chase after him. There's like a scene where they get like beat up by the fucking Whomping Willow. The Grim shows up and, and drags Ron. Well, mm-hmm. it's they think it's the Grim. Shows up and grabs Ron and drags him into the Willow. Um, I also just thought like them crying over Buckbeak was like or Hermione crying over Buckbeak. Hermione is really annoying in this yeah, movie. Yeah, her acting was. Not and that the fact good. that she was such a little baby about being bad at one class. Well, guess what, Hermione, you're not good at everything. <laughs> um, and also like they were getting whacked by this tree time again and time <laughs> yeah. out, and they just kept getting up. Yeah. Like <laughs> that would hurt so bad. Um, and this this scene was kind of terrible. Like when the because they were trying to make it funny and like serious at the same time. The tree Which, thing, yeah, and like I don't know, it just looked bad. I, I just hate, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I hate care the whomping willow. willow. There was a whomping willow fetish in this movie. They loved the whomping yeah. willow. Uh, so let me get the shrieking shack scene. So the tunnel underneath the uh, whomping willow leads to the shrieking shack in Hogsmeade. Uh, this is where we find out that Sirius is an animagus, which is a person who can turn into a, an animal. Uh, so he transforms back into a human. Uh, Lupin comes in. Him and Sirius hug. We find out that Lupin is a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Pettigrew is Scabbers. They take well. They take their time when telling uh, Harry that like yeah. the, the truth. And Sirius is unhinged. Sirius is so <laughs> unhinged because they're really trying to play up the fact that, that we want to think he's like yeah guilty. But it was kind of it was a little too ham fisted. It was like all right, like Lupin's just friends with a mass murderer. Or like yeah. you know, it just was you know. Um, so yeah, when they're in the, when they're in the room, they're basically like, Harry's like, can you fucking tell me what's going on? Like why they want to, he wants to kill Pettigrew, which still doesn't make sense why he wanted to kill him if he wants to not be an Azkaban anymore, but whatever. Well, um, I mean, you would want to kill someone who well, you got would, you framed but, for murder and yeah, killed your best friends. <laughs> yeah. So then Snape comes in, catches both of them. Uh, but then Harry, <laughs> Harry really aggressively Harry, like, like throws well, he, him into a he bed. He did. He didn't expect. Well, they always make Expelliarmus like it's some sort of like monster hit, but it's mm-hmm. really just taking the wand out of their yeah. hand. That's all it does. But <laughs> it launched poor, Snape into poor Snape. <laughs> um, so yeah, also just thinking of Scabbers being a grown man sleeping in Ron's bed. The, like, <laughs> the question I had is, where does he get his full outfit from when he transforms? Well, like they all wear clothes before they transform. I don't know how it but happens. But when he goes back to the rat, the clothes disappear. Well, I know, <laughs> oh, but like where, where not na- they don't have to get naked to transform. No, I'm just... saying how does it, directly from becoming a rat, he transforms into no. a human fully clothed. Yes, I know. But I think that's the way it is in the book. Like, I don't think they have. To, I don't think they <laughs> okay. just. Okay. Well, he had finger gloves on. Like, oh, yeah. That was, full look. that was very strange. Um, 
Peter Pettigrew is the grossest he's man ugly, imaginable. Yeah. He is so disgusting. Not only like visually, but he just looks gross and he looks like a rat. Um, so then we find that there's a full moon when they get out of the, the tunnel. And obviously Harry now understands that like Pettigrew was the one that sold him out and not serious. And mm. he's like, Oh, I love you serious. It's like, a quick blah, blah. turnaround. Yeah. Very quick. And turnaround. also Lupin just forgets that he, I mean, come moon. on, man. Like he goes out and forgets to take his potion <laughs> on a full moon, which he's had since he was like six. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Um, so the, uh, we this is when Lupin it transforms into werewolf. What did we think of the the uh, werewolf transformation scene? I thought it was okay for I don't know two thousand. There was a scene where if you like paused it, it was like <laughs> it had Lupin's hair and like a <laughs> and just a werewolf face. It I just so like this part because Snape goes from he's both like petty by constantly yeah. calling Potter by his last name, but yeah. also protecting them aggressively. Oh yeah, when he when. Uh, <laughs> and And then all of a sudden he he just like throws himself in front of Mm -hmm. all of them the werewolf slaps him away uh and then of course hermione just thinks she can calm away i know i was like hermione can you just relax this movie hey uh professor lupin he's like "Ah." (laughs) he's wants to bite her face flesh is only flesh (laughs) that was so bad when he was trying to calm him down like the words he was saying made no sense (laughs) he's like this heart is where you are this heart flesh is only flesh but they they literally showed in the class like there's nothing you can do yeah <laughs> so we already know that there's nothing you can well, do well i to think calm in the books out. they made it so in the books they talked about how they would all they banded together as animagus so they could like they could um help lupin oh, yeah. when he turned into a werewolf that. but like yeah he was just like hugging him he's like this heart is what you belong <laughs> this heart <laughs> it was really bad um so then we get the lake scene so like sirius runs away because he he uh, attacks the werewolf and tries to get him, you know, off him or whatever. Uh, and he's like pretty badly injured by the lake. And there's like a hundred dementors and they're about to suck his soul out. And then Harry is saved by a mystery man who casts a Patronus charm and, and saves them both. Yeah. Which Harry is convinced is his dad. It's my dad. It's my dad, Hermione. It's my dad. Why do they need 700 he's, dementors? He's alive. To kill oh, yeah, it's so many dementors. I think they just all just swarmed. Yeah. Um, I thought the soul coming out of his mouth kind of looked cool. I don't know. But then it, it felt like he had already gotten... His soul sucked out? Yeah. But it just like went back into yeah, it. It was very... It was like very on the line. Like I feel like once it's out, it's out. But yeah. apparently it can just get sucked back in. Um, so then they're, they wake up in the hospital wing and this is when Hermione... Uh, tells them they had this time, the time traveler to uh, go back in time. So well, she's been using it. Well, Dumbledore. Well, Dumbledore gives him the idea. He to basically do it. has another thing of like, well, you guys can do this. Yeah, <laughs> Dumbledore's like, I'm not going to tell you anything about, but I'm going to say time is dangerous. Yeah, and then just... I'm going to say maybe three turns, and then I'm just yeah. going to walk away yeah. and like, and tell him where Sirius is. He's like, maybe more than one innocent life can be no, spared. No, stop speaking in riddles. Just fucking tell them, save Buckbeak. Sirius and save Buckbeak. <laughs> yeah. So they go back in time. This is how Hermione was getting to all of her classes because there was a couple scenes where Ron was like, when the fuck did she get in this class? Like, she wasn't here five seconds ago. So that's how she was using it to basically take extra courses. Um, Harry and Hermione, I mean, I'm not going to like go over it. Harry and Hermione go back in time. They save Buckbeak and Sirius. Harry ends up being the one who casts the Patronus, not his dad. Yeah. And I just wrote, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, I just wrote like your dad's dead, bro. Like, (laughs) well, weirder things have happened with magic. And there was, and there was also a part where like, um, where Hermione, like the werewolf comes and like, is like 
about to kill. Like when mm-hmm. they go back in time, he's there's like a part where they're in the forest, and and Hermione's like, "That was so scary." I'm like, I mean, the entire movie, you're not gonna be like scared. And, oh, that was yeah, so but scary. also, I don't believe that if you made a fake wolf noise, that it would run. Oh away. yeah, because she was like, "Oh." And then it ran and away. Was yeah. was Dumbledore? Did Dumbledore in the past somehow know he needed to, <laughs> like, uh, make? Uh, what am I trying to think of? What's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, distra- oh. make a distraction. Oh yeah. So when he's at the hut. Yeah. So yeah, when they go to when they go to lead Buckbeak away from like Hagrid's house to save him, like Dumbledore distracts them mm-hmm. so that they don't look outside yeah. to see them taking it away. I think if we read, I'd have to read the books to see like what actually happens during that. But yeah, like it, he was basically just making up random things to be like, look over here, look over there. And it seemed like coincidental, but also not really. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, Sirius gets saved. He flies away on Buckbeak. Yeah. Um, and then, Harry like flies on. Oh, he gets a new firebolt at the end of the year. The new, the best new broom, and he flies away on it. And then the end freezes on half that, his face. I took a picture. of his face. Maybe I'll post I, that on Twitter. I hate that. I but hate. Wasn't that. the firebolt a big fixture in the book because they were trying to figure out if it was cursed? If someone I was think trying he to got kill it him? Early. Yeah, he yeah. got it way earlier, and like, they wouldn't they, give it to him. They had more quidditch in the movie or in the book than obviously in the movie. Oh, this is something we <laughs> when Dumbledore when they come back and he goes well. And then they go, he's free. We didn't. And Dumbledore just like saunters down the stairs. He goes, did what? <laughs> Good night. Like you, so useless. You're supposed to be I know, the most powerful useless. wizard in the world. <laughs> did what? Did what? Good night. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's a movie. Um, uh, do we miss anything that was funny or that, um, that stood out? I think out? I just hate this. Okay, so I rented this. Essentially, I had to watch it two times in a short period of time because the first time I watched it, By I didn't take own. notes. Yeah, my yeah. own doing. And I and most Harry Potter movies, I think I actually could loop. Like, if I watched four, I could watch it again, like, yeah. right after it. But this movie, honestly, the second time I watched it, I was like, I hate I need this it's movie not to good. end. I liked Chamber of Secrets better, I think. I like one and two much better. I hate this movie. This is far... I mean, I'll give it away. This is far and away my least favorite Harry Potter movie. Interesting. Far and away. I mean, come on. I mean, how does it get worse from here? Um, Seven, part yeah. one and part two are great. Maybe Six is one, though? Good. I don't know. One well, is... uh, one's kind of like boring and stuff. Yeah, some a little ways. bit. Yeah, I don't know. We'll and they're kids, it. so like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird, but. But it's a pretty bad movie, it, comparatively. Yeah, it's. I mean, like I said, it's still Harry Potter, and we still love Harry Potter, but man. The comedic the takes. comedic takes the shrunken heads should be removed. They Eradicate do, the shrunken. They should heads. do like a a revised cut where they where they put it out where they take away the shrunken heads. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, why the long face? Literally so dumb and reductive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hate it so much. Um, but <laughs> that's the uh, the prisoner of Azkaban review. Uh, don't forget to rate review. Uh, subscribe to us on any listening platform that you use. Definitely want the ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts because that helps the I don't know the magical ag- algorithm like be make us be seen to more people or whatever. Um, but next week we're doing on Thursday we're doing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and then next episode on Sunday or Monday is Midsummer. Midsummer uh, with Allie, our sister, coming back as the first recurring guest. She barged her way in <laughs> um <laughs> but she's she's coming back so we're super excited for that um thanks everyone for listening and we will see you on monday bye